Folks, this episode is brought to you by Beat the Street Chicago. This is one of my favorite organizations in the world. And they just fundraised a couple million dollars to build a standalone wrestling facility on Chicago's South Side. We did a tour of the facility and posted it to our YouTube. Check it out. Wrestling Changed My Life on YouTube. And the video is titled Chicago's Biggest Wrestling Room. All sport is good. Wrestling is king. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the, the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort it humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time, I spent wrestling. If it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Welcome back to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. This is your host, Ryan Warner. Folks, Mike Powell is on the show today. Mike's been on before, episode 100, if you're a longtime listener. That's one of our most downloaded episodes of all time. And today, he makes his return as the executive director of Beat the Street Chicago, where they just fundraised a couple million dollars to build a standalone wrestling facility on Chicago's South Side. That's where we do this interview at, in person, in the shy, and we talk about all the great things that Beat the Street Chicago is doing. Please enjoy this episode. Fan of the week goes to my man, Joe Phelan. That's Papa underscore Wolf 333 on the gram. We really appreciate all the support. Thank you so much. As always, ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling Changed My Life is proudly presented by Spartan Combat. They're doing a ton for wrestling right now and just revamped their website where they're selling some sweet Kyle Dake gear. Check it out, SpartanCombat.com. Let's go. Mr. Mike Powell, good to talk to you again. Yes, sir. Great. Good to be on. We just went through a tour of this facility. I'm blown away. You are the executive director of Beat the Streets. Kathy Yen and you guys are taking over the world, changing Chicago. Let's start at the beginning, though. How did you first get involved with Beat the Streets? Dan Willis. Well, let me go behind, before, before Dan Willis. My wife and I were talking, and she's like, you know, we just had a kid. We're working on a second child. And, um, you know, I just said, man, you know, I it's not there for me like it used to be with coaching. And she said, well, go find something else to do. I said, well, one of the things I'd love to do is open a gym on the west side and just zero the balance, you know, charge kids from Oak Park on the far west side and the kids from Austin, you know, we would scholarship. Um, like a week later, Dan Willis called me and said, would you join this call for Beat the Streets? And I was like, that might be the answer, you know? And so the rest is kind of history. I joined the board first and then, and I figured, you know, I, I educated myself pretty quickly on what nonprofit life was like. And I came back with a bunch of questions on my second call. 
found out they had no money and no executive director. And I said, all right, guys, if you'll, if you'll make me executive director and give me some leniency on, on really building this thing, I think we can bring some good people in. And we did. We brought some really great people in and, uh, you know, the rest has kind of been history. So who were some of the key, the key people on the board at first for you? Well, Dan Willis was the board president mm-hmm. and he's, I mean, he's one of these guys that's super ingrained in, in, in Chicago wrestling, loves kids, loves, you know, so he was wonderful. Uh, but a lot of my network from Oak Park, a lot of Oak Park people that were wrestling parents who were uber successful or their friends. Um, and then I've met some random people and, um, you know, you, Chicago, Chicago wrestling's a relatively small family and everybody knows everybody and everybody has, has reached out to help. And it's been, you know, it's been incredible. It's amazing because if you look at on a national scale, someone from Iowa or Ohio, they say, man, Chicago wrestling, it's super strong. And, you know, all the Team Illinois Fargo champs are from the Chicagoland area most of the time. But really, when you broke it down to me one time, that's suburbs. The city of Chicago itself has, for the amount of people, extremely low number of wrestlers up until recently. Like, what was the... like? Maybe just break down, outside of this facility, how many standalone wrestling rooms are in these high schools? Well, there's only three or four in the whole city. So how many high schools wrestle in CPS? I think there were 35 last year, somewhere in that range. I I anticipate probably half of them or less than half fielding teams this year because of the COVID stuff. And it's a summer, you know, you're going to lose a bunch of your seniors. A lot of these guys are hurting for numbers anyways. The coaches are hustling, but you know, they've been, they have no wrestling rooms. I mean, they've no support. So um, so what are the wrestling rooms then? How do they practice? They practice in hallways and cafeterias. They throw down mats with no tape. You know, I mean, it's like, it's crazy. We own half the mats that these guys are practicing on. And we, if they didn't, if we didn't give them mats, kind of loan mats to schools, a lot of these guys wouldn't even field teams. So, you know, some, and then you have, you, you have coaches that are, that are, that are, you know, just kind of swimming upstream all the time mm-hmm. and still finding out ways to, you know, Ron Wilson took over a boiler room in Bowen High School and then found a donor to build it out. He's got mats in there that are donated, but he's got wall mats and he's got his wall of fames and his state champs and all Americans and all that stuff up on his wall. And so good things are happening around the city. It's just far and few between. Remember, the city of Chicago used to be the hotbed at the actual city of wrestling. This is, you know, 60, 70 years ago. Um, and it's just moved to the burbs. The Tony Ramoses are from way out west. Yeah. And um, but there are a lot of Ellis Coleman's in the city of Chicago. We plan to find them and uh, give them opportunities to build themselves. So. And when you when you think about the kids who are in the city who have maybe joined Beat the Streets or you've known from your Oak Park days, what's the reality for some of these kids who are living on the south side of Chicago? What like what's their home life like? Because I don't think I don't think most people can understand. Well, so I will say this: the city is way worse than people think it is. It is, uh, you know, unless you're like experiencing it, we think we probably, we've lost contact with four or 500 of our kids. And, and, um, we think most of them are not going, a lot of them are not going to school right now. So, you know, I mean, you picture if you're a single mom and you, you, you get a lot of these moms are go, still have to go to work. Right. And, or, or they're not going to work at all. And they're leaving their kids alone. And their kids aren't going to sit on an iPad all day and go to school. And a lot of them don't have internet. And, you know, so some of that's bad. And, but there are also really great people in the city. And so what we've, one of the things that we've come across is um, 
people are strong, people are tough and they're resilient and uh, moms are finding ways and dads are finding ways and kids are finding ways. And, and we got kids riding their bikes three miles to get to wrestling practice and, you know, finding rides and doing all this stuff. And so good things are happening, um, but wrestling's are been crushed by COVID in the city. And then you look at the, you know, this Hamidi kid from Joliet, he's from a couple miles outside of the city, wins Super 32. And at that time, our kids hadn't been on the mat in seven or eight months. You know what I mean? And so they're looking at us sideways. Why are we doing this? And yeah. The truth is some wealthy dad or, or booster from Manuka High School or this or that, they're all in private. Oak Park's pri working out in a private gym right now. Every team and every club in the Burbs is doing that. And, a lot, you know, they probably lost their less dedicated kids. But we can't do that. Mm. Our partners, until this facility happen. Our partners have been Chicago Public Schools and and Chicago Park District with a few private schools mixed in. Mm -hmm. And so those opportunities for us to go find a space have not really happened. And it was outlawed in the city. So things just started to open up and we're now, you know, renting space. And now, you know, uh, um, Chicago Hope is donating space at the Quest facility to us, but we're renting a space just outside the city border and um, starting to hold practices again. And so... Like when the kids, that's what's amazing about this because this would be a place for these kids to come and it'll be a place of pride for them. Because a lot of times you tell me some of the kids who you've encountered through Beat the Streets, you know, they don't, they've never seen a parent get up and go to work every day or not sleep on the couch or eat like a normal meal, not a bag of chips, you know? So it's like just the reality of what this place is going to be for these kids is, is really exciting. Yeah. So I think when you walk in here, like it'll exude excellence. The place is going to look incredible, right? This is going to be like a world-class athletic facility, similar to that you would see in the burbs that you see in like Allen, Texas. You know what I mean? These mm -hmm. places that you see on Instagram or whatever social media you're following, this place is going to look like that. So immediately when a kid walks in here and they've been, they've been going to the Y or some dank gym with the, you know, no lights and no windows <laughs> and it's grimy and there's a, you know, leak in the roof and don't get me wrong. Those, you know, tough kids come out of those gyms a lot, but um, it'll kind of speak excellence. And so the goal is to get kids in here, get them hooked into the culture, get them to buy into something bigger than themselves. And you know this, when you build trust and love, um, you can be truthful with kids about what they have to do. You can make them run through the wall and that will involve nutritional education, you know, financial literacy, you know, uh, uh, tutoring, mentoring, the things that really will help enrich our programming here. But it'll also include coming in here and humping. So this, you know, a lot of the stuff that you see in bad wrestling, you walk into gyms and there's kids with no shoes on and nobody's sweating and that stuff's not going to happen here. If you're going to be <laughs> in this gym, you're going to learn how to flip. You're going to you're gonna be able to climb the rope with no hands, or I'm sorry, with no legs. If you're going to climb with no hands, that'll be super special. Um, <laughs> but you, you, I mean, we're, we fully intend to, to have, you know, outstanding programming that really pushes kids to their limits um, in all aspects of life. So, I love that. One of the first times I met you, you described this place as this is not a safe, not a safe space. And I know Kathy's working with you on, on the, on maybe drumming that down a little bit, but you mean it. Like this is not going to be a place, and you said it earlier, for ping pong, for pizza, for video games, vegging out on your phone. You know, if in your mind, I know you think about this a lot. What's the, what's the day in the life for the kid? The kid gets out of school at three o'clock. They get here at three 30. What's the programming going to be? Well, so we don't know yet. 
So we have to, you know, we have, it'll be informed by the needs and wants and desires of our kids. We fully anticipate by like next fall, having to have two kids practices stacked on top of each other. So if you're going to the second practice, maybe you're coming here for tutoring or to finish your homework and getting dinner before your practice, right? That'll happen for some kids. Some kids will go home and do it at home. So a lot of it'll be individual needs, Mm -hmm. but I probably can paint a better picture of what like our summer camp will look like. So one of the things is we want to do is you know, summer is a hard time for single moms and or single parents because you've lost your school where your kids, you know, when you're at work. So we're, we're going to have an option to, to do two summer camps here. So you could be here for eight hours a day, but most kids will come for like a four hour summer camp and that'll involve, you know, plenty of games. So we will have fun, but it's going to be earned. Yeah. You know, my, my college teammate or my college roommate, my, one of my best friends was an all big 10 fullback said, he, he, he just sat in front of the TV all day Sunday, played cards and, and watched TV. And he said, I earned my Sundays because <laughs> from five in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, he humped. And now he's a successful professional, played in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a stud. So I'm going to see him at tonight, actually. But um, so what will a summer camp look like? If you're- so, so 8 a.m. to like 12 o'clock, you know, that type of so we haven't decided exactly on hours, but that'll be session one. We'll have little guys, we'll have bigger guys, and this is youth I'm talking about now. Um, but four hours is a lot, right? Yeah. So we'll have you know kind of a snack break, play a little games. We'll do a lot of wrestling, a lot of technique, um, but every single day will involve some kind of life workshop where we're doing real enriching pieces. We're bringing in guest speakers. You know, we're bringing in somebody to talk about nutrition or financial literacy. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're signed up for this, we now have a captive audience. If we have 50 kids in that big room and we bring in, you know, the president of this, you know, the guy that actually that room is going to be named after runs a huge company. If he wants to come in and give a workshop or we have a board member who's really passionate about financial literacy. So every single day, the kids will get a piece like that. Sometimes it'll be from coach Dixon or coach Boyd or myself. And I made a list of the 12 soft skills. Every kid needs to be successful. So we'll do some of that or Haley's, you know, somebody will do some kind of life lessons, but then they'll have lunch and they'll get to go home or they go to the second session um, or a new group will come in for the second session. So we'll be able to have hundreds of kids come through here in the summer. And then at night we'll have high school practice and the senior level stuff, you know, if the veterans will come in, uh, but we'll have three or four um, high school practices all night, every night. And then we're going to have weekend stuff too. So we're talking right now to the black wrestling association about doing a camp there where they do a takeover for a week. Uh, we'll, we'll take a whole team, probably a couple hundred kids to Midwest national, hopefully a couple hundred kids yeah. to Midwest nationals, which, you know, by then Chicago hopefully will be opened up. And um, so, we're, you know, we've got, major plans, but our goal will be that this place will be full all summer, you know, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And uh, kids are going to fall in love with this place and parents are going to fall in love with this place. And when you come in here and you watch Haley Algello coach or you meet Mike Dixon and you talk to him about his priorities for our kids, how do you not get hooked into this? You know, and that's what it is. If you make it, if you build it and you put great people in charge of it, um, then folks are going to going to travel miles and miles, you know, all of a sudden you're going to find a way to get on that L and get on the bus, or you're going to find a way to get your kid here. And obviously we're going to be picking kids. We have a van and we're going to be picking kids up and everything too, but, um, programming will be robust. That's one of my biggest questions is how do you, how do you get kids here? Cause I've been at a lot of, this is just my own experience, wrestling clubs where it's like, how do you get kids here in the summer? It's like, what's, how do you do that? Do you have, so we think, I mean, this summer is going to be hard. Yeah. You know, we don't have, we haven't built the culture yet. Yeah. So we think the summer will be, I mean, call it next yeah. summer. Like we have, did, did by, kids- hopefully by next summer, our neighborhood, we have 14 neighborhood clubs. Okay. We have 14 sites that we partner with CPS on 
that are outside of this. I mean, one of the goal, our goals is to continue to build small clubs in every neighborhood in Chicago. Our goal is that if you walk out your front door, out the front door of your school, you can walk or take a short bus ride or a short car ride um, to a gym with a coach that knows what he's doing in a safe space, but also that you're going to be pushed and kind of fall in love with the sport. Got it. Those guys will, they'll, they'll pop. Maybe they might come here one night a week with us, you know, mm-hmm. send their best kids to us one night a week, but they'll be here on the weekends for our informals, our, our festivals, all these things that we are planning on um, these events that we're going to have. Got it. So the, the weekend here will be, you know, bumping. Yeah. You know, ho- we, hopefully we get a couple thousand kids coming through here. And our goal is to get beat the streets, Cleveland to spend a couple, you know, three or four weekends here a year and de- beat the streets, Detroit. And, and the, you know, the teams from, you know, I told you the, the Tommy Gantz, you know, connected yeah. those guys down in Cahokia. Let's get a St. Louis team or an East St. Louis team yeah. up here. And so we're, we're close with the Milwaukee kids wrestling club. So there's, there's a, you know, there's myriad opportunities, but we'll do um, quite a bit of that. How do you get here? You find a way. Yeah. So it, obviously we'll be heavy on the neighborhood kids. The kids can walk here that whose parents are, but we don't necessarily just want to serve the kids who've got a dad's a cop and a mom's a working adult. And these are people really have their act together. Yeah. You know, we want those kids. Everybody can benefit from wrestling. Mm-hmm. Everybody wrestling improves everybody's life, but we want the kid who you know, hasn't had opportunities who will, will struggle to find a way to get here. But man, Nate Smith took the L every day to get to Oak Park. He was a West side kid. He's a professional fighter. And I just fought in the UFC, but he's saving money, came to a financial literacy talk we had for our recent, recent graduates. And he told me all about his life and his daughter. This is a kid who, I mean, has come from the most dire circumstance you've ever heard of what he went through this just this summer as a 27 year old adult was or 25 year old adult was like crazy. Right. But he found a way to get to a park. Mm-hmm. And so he traveled with us and we brought him in on the family. And those kids are in Chicago. There's a kid named Mikel McLaren right down the street who rode his bike three miles to get here a couple of times to volunteer to work here. You know what I mean? Heck yeah. He's a special young man. He takes the L to, he takes the, the bus and the L to DePaul prep every day. I mean, this kid is like a kid. I'm, I told my Mikey, I'm in, I'm in for life. Till you're 30 years old and you own your own house and you, and you know what I mean? And your car's paid off. We're in, you know what I mean? And we're going to help him until, you know, if he's going to ride his bike here, you know, we'll go the mile for him. There's a kid like Mikey on every block. There's a Nate Smith on every block, you know? Yeah. I got to tell you, if, if, if you can't, if you can't find your way here and you have the will, we definitely will help you. We're, we're, we're brainstorming right now, like Uber passes, you know, can we, is there something we can do? And is there another nonprofit we can, we can, but the truth is when you have to fight to get to a place, you know what I mean? And then even if it's free, Nate Smith never paid us, you know, to mm-hmm. coach him. Um, but you've got some skin in the game then, you know what I mean? If, if everything is done for you, I don't know that there's a lot of opportunity for growth there. And I think a lot of kids then kind of, you know, do it recreationally. Yeah. And recreation doesn't change lives. And that's why I go back to the safe space. We, we need you in here five, six days a week. You know what I mean? Where you're going to be here um, grinding. And so that's a, another point of, you mentioned it's not a safe space. And you say, you know, you're going to have the classrooms and that's all great. But listen, that doesn't change lives. Learning the discipline changes lives. And that's done through wrestling. So... You said in the past, wrestling doesn't lie. What did you mean by that? Well, you always know right where you're at, right? So I learned, I learned the, uh, one of the greatest lessons in my life when I got 
pinned and then beat in the Big Tens my senior year in college. I was fooling myself. You know, I was a total coward. And uh, that informed the rest of my adult life. You know, my last competition as a real competition as a wrestler, I wrestled with Greco afterwards. But, um, you know, you're constantly reminded of what you have and haven't done. And um, so it forces you into reflection and it forces you into things and your coach, if you love them, if you're bought in, if you're really all in, your coach can say things to you that your parents can't say to you. My, my six-year-old now is already telling me to stop telling him to do things. You know what I mean? I can't wait to hand him off to the coaches here, you know, and, and where he's going to be told things that I can't tell. Him. And, um, you know, those hard-headed guys that go on to be really successful people, sometimes they need a coach to beat things into their head. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and the coach tells the truth and that's my whole thing, you know, uh, trust, love, and truth. And the truth piece is what you learn from the sport, what you hear from your coach, what you constantly hear around you, you know, when you're, when you're part of something bigger than yourself, moving in a direction that is, um, has inertia that you've never felt before. It's all powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, how is wrestling different than the other sports? Well, for those exact reasons. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, this is mostly a wrestling audience, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'll say this. So maybe for some of the people watching the trailer on YouTube who've never been to a wrestling match and they just like nonprofits, what would you say? Like to, to I say all sport is good. Wrestling is king. Right. So I'm, I'm 45. My knee needs to be replaced. My body is broken down. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I wouldn't trade it for the world. The things I learned from wrestling and I played football and I played soccer and baseball and I was a water skier and I, I did all these other things throughout my life. Nothing, nothing is like wrestling. It, nothing teaches you the discipline. And you know, for me, it's the self-reflection and the delayed gratification piece mm -hmm. that you really need to grow as a professional in your relationships with your wife and everything else. You know, every piece of, if you really, you know, if wrestling really affects you in the right ways, and that's the important piece of here, psycho dags are going to be asked to leave. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're going to do it right here. You can win and do it right and be positive, right? Hold kids accountable, be really hard on them, but in all the right ways, right? Where they're not scarred afterwards. And I've been scarred by some of that. And uh, we won't repeat that here. You know, this, we will, we will educate the parents and the kids in the right ways. But, um, you know, that's the thing. I think, I believe, I believe great baseball coach changes lives. I just don't think it's as easy to do it with the vehicle that is baseball is, and it is with wrestling. And, yeah. you know, the, us in the wrestling community know this. We all played other sports. The reason we are all so invested in the sport of wrestling is it, it's special. It's special. And to think that from this point forward, and you've been doing it for a couple of years already with Beat the Streets, but really from this point forward, Thousands of kids are going to be awoken to something, you know, the most ancient of all the martial arts and that they didn't even know was there. And it's all going to happen right here in this facility. It's all being done by, by folks like you and folks like Kathy and all of the donors who made this happen. Is it going to be hard for you not to coach the practices? I'm already coaching. I coached last night. Did you? Yeah, the little guy. I could see you walk so, in, people are messing around, you start snapping around, hey, get get up, start running. So, that, so yes, and I have to, the reason we hire good people is so that I didn't have to come in. And it is definitely my nature to jump in and say, tie those shoes right, do that, let's go, let's go. You guys aren't sweating. Um, but I'm, I'm going to coach, my little guy will, will wrestle here. And uh, really? I will coach his teams. 
um, until I'm ready to hand him off. But then I have another little guy coming up. So I, I love coaching the five to eight year olds. And, you know, if we can get their parents to buy in in the right way. And you know, I had a dad last night yelling at his kid in practice. And I looked at him and he walked away. And afterwards I walked up, I said, you know what I'm going to say to you? He said, you don't need to coach. That's why I shut up. And I said, all right. So, you know what I mean? Like you, you, the parents, it, the parents need to know and the kids need to know. And if you set them up right at, from five to eight, when they're at nine, 10, 11, 12, you know, now we're moving on. They're buying into getting good grades. They're got, buying into being good citizens. It's far more about that. And man, we don't care if you win the IKW state championship. You know, we care that you're on the honor roll, that you work hard, have a good attitude, and that you're coachable. So, Could you imagine though, if Beat the Street Chicago wins the IKW state tournament, though? That would be. I don't think we ever want to. Okay. You know, maybe we will because it, there'll be a byproduct of doing things the right way. Yeah. We want to send kids that are hungry to get better, that have a growth mindset in college, that understand for, for in high school yep. and then on to college. I, I ran into so many kids that were fried and resentful of the sport at the time they were 15 in my days at Oak Park that, you know, it, it, changed me. It changed the way I thought about things. It changed the way I'm going to parent my own ch children, you know, and, um, how do you mean by that? I mean, f cause folks who aren't from Illinois don't realize the insane amount of matches and pressure that KWF brings out. Well, so you know, I mean, just the frontal lobe of the human, the human mind is not ready to sit there every weekend and be screamed at by adults in front of people with whistles blowing this 10 year old, like once in a while, Okay. And if your kid's begging you to do it and he loves it, you know, or she loves it, it's a different story. But a lot of these dads are convinced that their kids, I mean, you know, really want, I'm doing, no, it's all driven by him. That's, you know, that's not true. You know, so anyways, I believe the reason Illinois is not more successful at the college, um, you know, we're getting, we're winning Tulsa. You know, we're winning the duels, the cadet duels. Mm -hmm. Why aren't our kids beating those guys from Oklahoma? you know, in college. I think the answer is the culture of Illinois wrestling is a little bit um, tainted and not always, you know, I saw the Allen brothers come up. They didn't get good until they, I mean, they were pretty good kids wrestlers, but you know, they, you know, so I know there's people that are doing things the right way. I've heard great things out of the twister camp lately. I heard Travis Hammonds is doing great things and I try to keep my finger on the pulse with that. Um, but, and I know the, you know, I know the little Huskies are doing good stuff, but, yeah. um, but the truth is that is ever prevalent and dad's, um, particularly dads that weren't great athletes, <laughs> you know, uh, who left something on the table, you know, they're not even aware of what's happening to them, you know? And so if you make it aware, if they're bought in and you're bought in or moms are bought in, um, you can shape that culture. Yeah. And, and we will, we'll, we will spend a lot of time doing that here. So we plan to win a lot, but our goal is to send a whole bunch of kids ready to kick butt from ninth to 12th grade academically first as citizens second, wrestlers third. Um, I, no, don't get me wrong. I am ultra competitive. <laughs> Our coaches are ultra competitive. We want to win, uh, but we will definitely do it the right way. And I think it goes without saying, anytime a kid comes here, assume it's free. Is it free? Or has it'll, it be, it'll be affordable for everybody. Affordable. So we just had a huge, um, you know, we're working out this. We just had a huge commitment for a grant for scholarships. I assume some of that will go here. This this guy will get to shape what that looks like. Nice. Uh, we'll make that public announcement pretty soon. Um, but we well, will. I said what I was getting at was like, what if someone lives in like, uh, I don't know, a, a, a 
a tough area. It doesn't have to be a tough area, but let's say they live outside the city and they want to come here. Can they do that if you're a kid? Yeah, it'll be prioritized for the city kids first. Got it. Okay. But we're not turning kids away. Got it. And you know, this whole like, you know, one of the things we want to do is blur that line. You know, yeah. the, that that the Austin line between Oak Park and, and the West Side and the, you know, whatever it is here. I think it's I think it's Harlem here. But um uh you know that we want to blur the we want to blur those lines. So if you're a kid from Summit we're not going to tell you no, but we definitely will open registration to city kids first. Love we it. want to make it available. We will never turn a kid down because of finances. But if you say I can't afford 25 bucks for us for a club where you're going to get a hundred dollars in free gear and world-class coaching and a world-class facility, then I'm going to ask you to pull out your cell phone. And if it's a $600 iPhone, I'm going to say, <laughs> give me 25 bucks. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. you, skin in the game matters yeah, for absolutely. My parents and kids. You know, if you, if it's free, maybe you don't feel like taking your kid to practice. You know what I mean? You're not, you come home late for work and you're tired and you don't want to jam food in them and get them to practice right away. But you know, there's no buy-in there. So yeah. there, so we're working out a pay structure. If you're on free or reduced lunch, you're going to pay almost next to nothing. Yeah. But if you've got two parents that are working or, or a single parent that's making a lot of money, you can afford 150 bucks for a kid's club. Yeah. You know, we, a lot, you know, we're not, we're not charging 1500 bucks and nobody's making money on it, but our coaches are professionals and this takes, this place will cost, a, I mean, it'll cost a couple hundred G's a year to run. Yeah. And so generating some income for us is probably important. And that's the cool thing is this, the coaches are dedicated coaches, you know, Haley Gello, an Olympian, you know, Mike Dixon, one of the best people, you know, when you talk to kids, he's coached unbelievable. Um, oh yeah. He saved, the- he saved Larry Early's life. That's my guy. Larry Early came to Old Dominion in a bad way and he's doing really well perf- per- personally and professionally right now. Graduated with a business degree yeah. with, you know, he had like a 4.0 his last semester and is a good human now. Yeah. That's Mike Dixon. That's so, amazing. I mean, it's Larry Early, but Mike Dixon was was on him all, all the way at, at Old Dominion. So It's so crazy to see. Like, if someone only knew you from this stage of your life going forward, they wouldn't they wouldn't know just the uh, the in, insane competitor you were back in the day when you were coaching. I mean, I remember you used to see you at tournaments, and I was scared to even go up to you because you were so in, in the zone and intense. Now you're like a godfather for Chicago wrestling. It's just <laughs> – it's amazing uh, to see the transition. It kind of reminds me of something you always said. You're doing the Oak Park thing, but for the whole city of Chicago. That's our hope. Yeah. You know, our hope is just to inject resources, create a culture that's super strong. There's, there is, there are people that are going to come out of the woodwork here, yeah. you know, and they're, they're, you know, this is the home of Mayor Daly Wrestling Club. You know, this was, we, they were like the 12 time AAU national champs. There were Olympians in that club. There were state champs and the city used to be, where it was at, you know, and the city's hurting right now. So it's a perfect marriage. The kids are walking, they're walking the halls and the streets and they're, they're everywhere. Um, we just need to find them, but yes, we want to create a a similar culture of excellence, um, and super high expectations and dedication. Um, that'll, that'll start with our, our programming Mm -hmm. and, and our coaches and it'll filter down through the parents, the kids, you know, everything. So we are, I feel, um, like we are uniquely set up to do that here. I hope that this will become a model for other beat the streets. I hope that we will be able to replicate this model in Chicago. We plan to open two or three of these similar spaces. No, we'll see. Yes. <laughs> you know, you're even big, baby. Uh, yeah, man, we have, we're, we're ambitious and, uh, you know, the city coaches are behind us. The CPS coaches, they're super excited about this. They're going to take advantage of this space. Um, but we're also going to create a bunch of wrestlers for them, for the private schools and in the public schools and the private schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to win a lot of matches and send a lot of kids to great high schools and great colleges. Love it. So. Last question. If someone wants to get involved, how do they do that? So there's a, there's a, a, you can always go to our website, 
you know, btschicago.org. Um, but I, everybody in the wrestling community has my cell phone. Everybody has Mike Boyd's and Haley's. And, you know, so we're pretty easy to get a hold of through social media. We're looking for mentors. We are looking for donors. You know, we just started a fund in need, which is like a wedding registry. Buy us a, buy us a projector that we can watch the big tens with the kids or, 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 or our donors, um, help us with the mats and the throwing dummies, that type of thing. We're going to finish our public campaign. We're going to, we're going to announce a match next week. We have a huge match. So a couple of guys have put up a lot of money to kind of bring us on home. So every dollar is going to be worth two that's donated from the public. Um, so oh, I think I, you mean like a big, like match. Are you talking about like a matching pro match? Not, not a match. Oh, no, I thought like, who's it going to be? He's going to be like, I'm on here. Who's it going to be? <laughs> so, I'm like, um, announce it. <laughs> no. So in the, in the, in the nonprofit world, a match is if you donate $10, it becomes 20. You know, Got there's it. a guy or a, or a woman, somebody who has said, I'm, I'm ready to put this money in for every dollar that's, that's donated. Uh, so we're going to announce that next week as we finish the campaign for this facility. We are now in the public phase. Um, but so we're looking for donors and any amount, Matt, I mean, whatever is meaningful to you is meaningful to us. We've got, we've had a half a million dollar donation for this and we've had $10 donations and, and we honor all of them, you know, not equally, but we honor <laughs> all of them. And, and so, um, there's that we have tutoring programs. We have mentoring programs. We are looking for coaches. So, you know, you're not going to get rich coaching with us, uh, but we, you have an opportunity to give back in a place where you can develop as a young coach, uh, give back as an older coach, um, you know, you know, in a hundred different ways, we're, we're going to have volunteer days. We have, we're looking for volunteers for uh, all the various events we're going to have here. So a lot of ways to get involved. I mean, think about even just being able to learn from you or learn from Boyd or Agello if you're a young coach coming up and, you know, it's hard to get a job as a coach when you're first starting out. So you come here for five years and you have a real impact, maybe you stay forever, you know, but it's, it's opportunities for coaches too. We had a lot of guys like that come through at Oak Park. So yep. a guy named Sean Lovelace called me and said, if you can get me into student teach, I'll, you know, he was an NIU wrestler at, you know, state finalist. He's a great coach now. He coaches, he's the head coach at Downers Grove South. He has an incredible program. He's doing it right. Mm hmm that's what we want to do. We want to grow a coaching tree. You know, Pete Kowalczyk's coaching right now. He's doing a bang up job at Andrew and we want to do it. We want to create a coaching tree out of here. We want our guys to come here and learn from us and go on and, and hopefully go on to the city. Yeah. Um, but you know, Ben Bergen's doing an internship with us. He's the heavyweight. He's going to be an all American in North central this year. Okay. And I think he's got one more year, but then he wants to come coach in the city. He's, he's the guy. You know, we want to create a bunch of those guys. I, I'm trying to convince Julian Valtieras to be a, to an, you know, education major, but Mikel Teverbaugh, who is, who's going to go, he's taking a gap year and is a Vista intern with us, or I'm sorry, an AmeriCorps intern with us this year. Got it. Uh, he's a coach. He wants to be a, he wants to be a teacher and a coach in the city. He will come back and he'll win the city, you know, in 10 years and um, yes. he'll bring his kids here on the weekend. But in the meanwhile, he's being mentored by Mike Boyd and Haley. Yeah. And so he just checked in with me. Coach just checking it. You know, he's, so we got a lot of those guys in the pipeline and it's just a matter of time before we're populating the city elementary and high schools with these guys. And uh, so we're excited. They're going to, they're going to have a statue of Mike Powell outside of the no, they're not. city hall someday <laughs> for creating all this. It's going to be awesome. So they, they, my, my name won't be anything on this. So my, my goal is to be, uh, to fade off into the oblivion, but uh, hopefully not soon. And I will say yeah. the registry is really cool because you get to, you know, sometimes with, 
nonprofits, people say, where's my money? You go, you can buy it. You can buy the Airdyne bike. It's 780 bucks. I was looking at it yesterday, the kettlebells. It's just cool how you can buy those items and then you know what you're getting. Well, you know, when we were creating it, I'm looking at that Airdyne bike, thinking about the, the two and three a days we did at Indiana on the bike. We'd walk in and we'd see the bikes on and you go, oh my gosh. But I swear, man, the year I was All-American, my wind was better than it ever had been. And we, we had been crushing it on that Airdyne bike. What's the routine on it? Well, we did, those days we did a minute on, 15 second change, 45 minutes. So it was a two hour workout because it was a minute on and then you had 15 seconds until you got on, your partner got on and they did a minute. And it was a minute with a coach just in your ear, 45 minutes. And I mean, it was brutal. Total or each person? Each person. 45 goes. 45 goes. And I remember, I remember Stop just like, it. I never felt pain like that. I was 19 years old. And I was like away from home. I remember like over Christmas break, and you know, I want to buy that for somebody. That's the stuff that shapes you. Yeah. You know, it's not really the competitions. It's the hard weight cuts. And obviously we're not going to be doing much weight cutting here, but it's that really hard times that you, I mean... You're not doing that in football. Do no. some wind sprints and push a sled once in a while. It's over in 10 minutes. You know, yeah. that's the hardest thing a human can do. So <laughs> you can buy that for a kid here. You know, yeah. you remember those days on your ropes, you can buy a climbing rope for a kid. Yeah. Or the, the souples, you know, the Bulgarian bags. That's a brutal one. How are those things? I want to get one. They're amazing. I'll, lo- I'll loan you one. I'm worried that they're, the stuff on the registry is going to sell out too soon because it's so cool that you can have a hand in this. And, you know, the people who have really put up some of the big bucks, they're already cemented with legacy. But if you, you know, if you want to help in some way, maybe you see this video and you want to help, you know, you can go to that registry, pick out something, yeah. something as small as like a kettlebell is like 80 bucks maybe. It's right. cool. Right. I think it's really, very cool. Really so badass. And you can walk in this gym and, and I'm, my favorite thing to do is give tours as you can tell. <laughs> um, but you can walk in this gym and see what you bought for the kids yeah. in a, in a couple months. And, and we'll be doing regularly, you know, open houses and, 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 uh, that type of thing. So love it. Well, it looks yeah. like the construction gentlemen are coming back in. We're going to wrap this up. Coach pal. Thanks for showing me around. Thanks for the mentorship and thanks for just the opportunity to, to be involved in some way here. You're the man, dude. I love what you're doing. Thank you, sir. The Smiths was incredible. The Gable <laughs> thing was incredible. Everybody should be subscribed to your podcast. And I'm not just saying this because I care for you. This is your. This is the bee's knees. And, Thank you. Uh, I am honored to be part of it. It's an honor to be here and as well. And Beat the Streets is honored to be part of it. We love it. Kathy Ann, shout out. Colin Rogers, shout out. Coach K, shout out. Coach K. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Wrestling Changed My Life. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. As always, thank you to our sponsor, Spartan Combat. They're hosting a national tournament in Jacksonville, Florida, May 20th through the 23rd. You can register now at SpartanCombat.com. To watch the video interview of this episode, go to Wrestling Changed My Life on YouTube. You can also see the clips on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestling Changed My Life. That's it, folks. We'll see you next time.